Good morning, you're listening to 2XXFM 98.3, Canberra's iconic community radio station for over 40 years. The program is Subject ACT, where we explore local current affairs from a community perspective. My name is Becca Posterino, executive producer of the program. Lovely to have your company. Today we further explore the issue of bullying in schools, how we identify bullying and how the ACT Education Directorate manages related issues from a policy point of view. We welcome to the studio Senior Manager of Student Wellbeing for the ACT Education Directorate, David Bromhead. Welcome, David. Hi, Becca. David, this has been a long and ongoing discussion on subject ACT, considering there are a number of issues that overlap and intertwine with bullying. Firstly, what is your role within the ACT Education Directorate and how do you approach the issue of bullying from a policy level? Yes, so my role as Senior Manager is to provide that um uh, policy framework for schools so that they can act within schools with uh, kind of like an evidence-based uh, approach. We also identify evidence-based uh, programs and approaches and uh, kind of like communicate that to schools so that they've got a suite of measures and options and strategies to address bullying. As a manager, what are the key questions you ask when it comes to bullying? I guess the thing is, is is how we can reduce and stop bullying within schools. It has a significant impact on young people, children and young people, has an impact on, on their learning and their well-being. So reducing it and stopping it is really important. One of the things is, is people kind of like automatically think of what you can do at, with the individual. But what the research is pretty clear about is that you need a whole school approach. And so that's one of the things we communicate to the schools. And so there's things at that universal or whole school level that schools need to have a look at. And so the types of things, and this is something that we've just introduced into our safe and supportive schools policy, is that all schools need to have a social emotional learning program in place. And the social emotional learning program equips the young people, children and young people, with the skills to kind of like relate effectively with each with each other. Obviously, having those foundation skills are really important in the way um, students relate with each other. Having a whole school approach so that it's happening in every classroom is really important. Bullying has many forms, and we have spoken extensively to psychologists, parents and academics mm-hmm. on subject ACT about how to identify bullying and its impacts. From the ACT Education Directorate's point of view, how do we best address the issue of bullying? Once again, I'll have to really go back to the social-emotional learning. It's really important that there's a whole-school approach in our policy. Schools are required to develop policies and procedures to address when bullying comes up and how they're going to support the person who's experiencing the bullying and how they're going to work with the young person who's engaging in the bullying um, so that they can uh, stop that. So the school should have a whole school process where they involve the students and the staff and the parents in developing those procedures because every school is different rather than having one set of procedures for the whole all schools. When schools go through a process in developing it, it's designed for their local context mm. but also that very process of developing the process and procedures gets people on board mm. and promotes ownership of those procedures. How are people responding to that approach in your view? Schools are very mindful of bullying and the impact it has so schools put a lot of effort and energy into addressing bullying and obviously having those processes and procedures in place is, is one element of it talked about that curriculum approach, the social-emotional learning. 
But they also kind of like need to, and and they do, is develop s- staff skills around if they are develop- working with a young person who's experienced bullying, how they go about talking with that young person and, and resolving it. Uh, I, I know that you know many people and many parents have experienced bullying themselves at school and in the broader workplace. And you have a lot of very strong feelings. I had two two children who went through schools and you really want to protect and make sure that they're they're safe at school. One of the important things is is understanding that there's no clear kind of like demarker about you know this is a bully and this is what they do. Sometimes they are a bully one day and another day that they're a victim. So it's quite a complex dynamic. From education's point of view, we kind of like see the development of children and young people from an educational and a developmental point of view. And we realise that as all parents do, that children make wrong decisions and make mistakes. And so it's really working with children and young people to develop them so they become pro-social adults. So understanding that, you know, sometimes we're upset and angry when our children are being bullied and we want to force or, or maybe punish the person so they don't do it again. But from an education point of view, we certainly put structures and and boundaries in place and give feedback to young people who engage in bullying but it's also about developing them and helping them understand the best ways of relating and connecting and forming friendships so we very much approach it from an educational and a developmental point of view you know the research shows that there are peak times for, for bullying and, and which indicates that there is some developmental components there so late primary school and okay. year nine tend to be some peak times and year nine is is a time where adolescents are really becoming quite conscious of the peer group and are quite influenced and who's in the group and who's out and so it's really working with with students and helping them develop to be full human beings and getting on with their relationships in a respectful manner and often that punishment coercive approach you might get some immediate response but in the long term it actually tends to make the, the problem worse. So it's developing the young person. An inclusive approach is the word says it all. Hmm. And to ostracise someone that's actually engaging in bullying as a, as a tactic or a strategy, I can imagine it's it's not the most effective approach. In a sense, you're doing the same that they're doing. Yes. And so you're treating the problem with the problem when you state it like that, it doesn't make sense. When it comes to punishment, this is a continuation of our conversation, is a generalised response proving to be effective should we consider a case-by-case approach and what works best at a practical level and what would be your ideal if resources weren't the obstacle? The last point you asked there is influenced by the first thing that you said and it's very much an individual approach and based on the actual scenario that the um, the, the victim is experiencing and the person who's done the bullying. So you need to take into account what's happening for the perpetrator there is a myriad of reasons why they might be engaging in it you know there might be difficulties at at home they might be having difficulty breaking into a friendship group or they're being excluded themselves and sometimes they engage in bullying to make themselves fit into a group so it's it is complex and and just having a, a one program fits all you're going to miss the mark there certainly are some really good approaches, the shared method of concern, or sometimes it's called the PECUS method. But that particular approach also allows for those those differences, and it's really listening to young people and what's happening for them to to try and resolve the situation. There are times where schools do need to put in place sanctions and things like that, 
if you've been working with a young person who's engaging in the bullying and they're not getting the message or coming along with the, the process and sometimes you do need to put those structures and boundaries in place, absolutely. Bullying translates to the workforce. You, you mentioned this before, mm. no doubt. A culture of bullying is tricky to address. Mm. In a survey produced by Beyond Blue and published by ABC in October this year, figures reveal that half of Australians experience workplace bullying do you think we have a culture of bullying in the ACT in Australia at large? And, and why do you think? I think if you look at what, what bullying is about, and that's where it's uh, an uneven use of, of power, mm. we certainly have problems in Australia in that area. And it's not just in what we might label as um, bullying. Clearly, family violence can also kind of like fit in under that understanding. So is it peculiar to Australia? I don't think so. Mm. I think we do have issues of, about how we engage in respectful relationships and when we are in positions of, of power and how we use that. So is it particular to Australia? I suspect not. I, mm. I understand that the uh, levels of bullying and family violence is higher. In, it's universal, uh, unfortunately. Yep. Is there any particular characteristics within Australia that the research is directing us towards? Is there things that we can possibly evolve and progress within particularly cultural or is... Is, is that, as you say, is it, is it a universal thing that, that we need to address? Yeah, I think it is a universal thing. I guess my expertise is more within that school environment. Mm. So, And also, I guess, in the family violence area too, to a degree within that school environment. So certainly uh, focusing on social-emotional skills for young people. There are some good social-emotional learning programs like Friendly Schools Plus, which is an Australian-developed uh, program which has, you know, curriculum for teachers to put in place around bullying and cyberbullying. I think the thing is, I guess, keeping that messaging up around how we relate to each other and how we support each other and connect and engage with each other within a school context, absolutely. And is building a culture of open communication too expensive? Is kindness an economic issue? Is it too costly to be kind? I mean, is, is that what bullying really emanates from? Is it just that absence of that willingness to employ kindness as opposed to reactive, defensive responses? Well, no, kindness shouldn't, shouldn't cost, absolutely. But I guess for young people who've been growing up in environments where they haven't seen that, they haven't experienced it themselves, it's not straightforward as just just be a bit more kind because you know when you've grown up and you've got a limited menu to choose from when you go to choose within a tricky situation social situation you've got a limited menu that's tricky mm. besides saying oh just be kind when you haven't experienced that yourself and uh, you're swimming in an environment that isn't kind mm -hmm. so and certainly schools do a really good job in Kind of like modelling that, the way that the teachers interact with young people when trying to help them resolve their social mm. situations, they get very good modelling about how to do that with kindness and respect. Mm. Mm. Um, I would imagine that some teachers become those, they would be those role models that perhaps mm. aren't as significant in, in the home setting. Yeah. And I guess that's how crucial teachers can be to a student is, yeah. is that, that ability to model something that they've not seen in, in their personal lives. Yeah, look, um, I like the old saying that it takes a village to raise a child. Teachers are another important adults in young people's lives. Even in families where there's good enough parenting, it's important to have other adults to help bring up a young, young person and, and teachers are a part of that. 
how are teachers educated on how to best address bullying and what support is provided to teachers and teaching staff in the ACT? Mm-hmm. So the programs that we kind of like recommend to schools, so for example, the Friendly Schools Plus, so we do training uh, within that and, and how to uh, set up a whole s- school environment, which the Friendly Schools helps maps out because uh, it takes it from a whole school approach. And then there's training in how you can like uh, implement the lessons so uh, professional learning is a really important part in supporting teachers. When a teacher is the source of bullying mm-hmm. uh, or another member of staff within an ACT school is bullying other staff or students, mm-hmm. what avenues are students and staff encouraged to take to address and seek support? Mm-hmm. So across the ACT government, we have the Respect, Equity and Diversity Framework and it provides direction for staff who have experiencing bullying within the workplace and you know there's a kind of like a a bit of a stepped approach in it that's if possible to address it directly with the person where there's a difficulty and then the next step is to go up to their supervisor and so there is a a clear process in the red framework Mm. to support staff. And do you think that's an effective are there things that could work better not not to criticize but to other things that you think or feel could be enhanced or progressed? Mm. Yeah, look, I, I don't have kind of like any stats, you know, yes. in regards to how, how that's all progressing. I guess my personal experience is that in the Department of Education, uh, the Education Directorate, there's a lot of very collegiate mm. uh, work that goes on. And, of course, in any workplace you come to, to differences of opinions and things like that. And most people seem to have it very clear in their head that there is a process. If you can't work it out with that, that individual, you go up to their supervisor. And I haven't had, and I'm, this is just a personal reflection, mm-hmm. people complaining about mm-hmm. that process. It is difficult to go and talk with a person mm-hmm. that you're having difficulties with, but that's um, not unusual in, in life too. And what about students to teachers? Because the power dynamic is so disparate, particularly in the eyes of a student and a younger student. How do students respond or how are they encouraged to respond to a teacher, for instance, that might be engaging in bullying to them? What would you suggest to them if they don't have the confidence to speak directly to the teacher? What would their avenues be? Yeah, that would be really hard because obviously there's an adult and they're a teacher, so they're in an authority relationship. Certainly students have the ability, depending on their age, to uh, say if they're in year seven or eight, to go and talk with their year coordinator about it. They're also able to go and talk with their deputy principal or their mm-hmm. principal about it. All public schools have a school psychologist. Young people can self-refer and so they can catch up with the school psychologists and have a conversation and uh, the school psychologist can be an advocate for them in, mm-hmm. in, in addressing that. We'll pause now to hear songwriter Kari's tribute to his six-year-old daughter who was being bullied at school. She was targeted for her body shape. Now, the song is a positive affirmation suggesting self-love as an antidote for her experiences. Remember, your worth isn't determined by your weight. 
And you should never hate what it took God to create You're young, smart, and beautiful And it will behoove you Not to be concerned with how others may view you Don't focus on your looks, read books to improve you In life, don't rely on other people's approval In life, there's no limit to the things you can achieve So repeat these words after me Just say, I'm beautiful I'm beautiful Eating disorders, so treat yourself like somebody you love, and speak to yourself like somebody you love, and love your body size zero or above, and get rid of any thoughts that say you're not enough. I know the hardest lesson is learning to love yourself, but eat right, exercise, and focus on your health. I know life can be a struggle, which is why I always hug you and remind you every day that I love you. Just say I'm beautiful. No matter where you come from, cause it's not where you're from, it's who you're destined to become. Never give up on your dreams, no matter how hard it seems, and don't allow me words to lower your self-esteem. You can overcome obstacles, nothing's impossible. Build up your confidence, you'll be unstoppable. You can achieve what your mind can conceive, work hard, and most importantly, always believe. And to my daughters, it's been such a blessing watching you grow. I'm your father, so to me, you always be beautiful. Just remember all the words that I said in the song, so you can play them back after I'm dead and gone. say I'm beautiful. You're listening to 2XXFM 98.3 on local current affairs program, Subject ACT. That was the uplifting song from Kari, dedicated to his six-year-old daughter who relayed her story of bullying at school to her dad. The song was his tribute to her. 
So before that, we heard from Senior Manager of Student Wellbeing of the ACT Education Directorate, discussing how the ACT education system manages bullying and how best to raise awareness and develop resilience as students and teachers alike. David, Beyond Blue published on their website some of the implications of bullying on students and the lasting impacts bullying can have on students and their relationship to learning. How can we help develop assertive rather than aggressive skills in students and teachers alike? I guess I'm going to go back to social-emotional learning. <laughs> um, so once again, it's, it's really important to help young people develop the skills to relate with each other in a positive manner. So as I said earlier, that's one of the focuses of our Safe and Supportive Schools policy. I think also I talked a little bit earlier about family violence and one of the things that is occurring Australia-wide is a focus on respectful relationship curriculums. And so that's an, another area that we're um, kind of like looking at is is um, developing respectful relationship curriculums and that's going to be and is already accessible for ACT schools online. What are some of the activities or the tangible practical resources that you can discuss? What, what will that look like or what will that experience be like? Okay, so one of the social emotional learning programs we have is called Paths, promoting alternative thinking strategies. And in, say, the preschool area, they use puppets to okay. kind of like uh, get across certain concepts and that if you are feeling angry inside and you're wanting to, to lash out, they have what's called doing turtle. Mm-hmm. And they, they use a puppet with a turtle and about going inside yourself and okay. holding on to things for a period of time before you react. It depends on the age group. So there mm-hmm. are kind of like lots of things within the classroom that you, you can do mm-hmm. regardless of the age to help young people. How is the ACT Directorate helping to promote resilience in students who have experienced or have bullied themselves? And how can we support the whole school community? Having a sense of where, you know, what resilience is about and where does it come from and having a sense of belonging and connection with with a group is really important. So once again, it comes down to those relationship skills. It's also about helping a young person having a sense of self-efficacy so that they're able to do things out in the world and have, have an impact. And so, and schools are really about that is, is helping students master uh, certain things. And I'm not saying just literacy and numeracy, but there's a myriad of other things, art and music and, and things like that. I think having a rich and diverse uh, life and being able to do things like that is really contributes to resilience. I talked about at the village raising a child and having diversity of adult relationships who you can talk with and have that sense of connection. So so what are some of the key strategies you are integrating into ACT schools that are proving to be effective in regards to bullying? I, I guess just emphasising that whole school approach so that every student is hearing the message Uh, you know, that they've got a right to be safe and what they can do when they're not feeling safe or they're feeling they're bullied. You know, you can have all these individual strategies, but if the whole school isn't getting the communication or the message about bullying isn't acceptable, then you're going to be swimming upstream. Mm. Um, So that whole school approach and putting in social-emotional learning and having clear processes and procedures so that students, when they are being affected, by that they know what to do and where to go and what's going to happen. What isn't working in your view? Clearly not doing anything, stating the obvious. The use of sanctions, the research has, I guess is a bit ambivalent in regards to the effectiveness of sanctions. So you can certainly get some immediate impact, but it actually, sanctions don't address the underlying Mm. issue. 
and for the young person who's being bullied or who's doing the bullying. If you're not addressing the underlying issues, then use of sanctions, you know, you get some immediate effect, but in the long term, there's no effect. So sanctions, um, yeah, the, the research is is um, is not clear about it, and particularly in the long term, it, it's it's clear that it's not effective. Mm. Yeah. So what is working? I'd like to finish on a positive note. And why is it working in your view? And what does the practical research suggest on that and, mm, you know, mm. as a way to continue forward and perhaps evolve? Bullying, when you think about it, is essentially occurs within the relationship space. So that relationship-focused approaches, I talked about a little bit earlier, the shared method of concern or the PECUS method, is about uh, engaging young people to talk about what's happening for them and why that's that's happening. So those relational approaches are more effective, particularly in the long term. I think there's um, some really good research around social-emotional learning. There was uh, a review in 2011 that looked at uh, quite a few meta-studies around social-emotional learning, so, uh, looking at the impact and the decrease in, ag- in aggression in young people. So social-emotional learning is really important, and that's why we've actually made it uh, a requirement for all ACT public schools. So what's an example of social-emotional learning? Um, once the, what I call PATHS, Promoting mm-hmm. Alternative Thinking Strategies, uh, Friendly Schools Plus, mm-hmm. uh, Second Steps is another program. Um, uh, another approach in, which is really popular in schools is uh, Bounce Back. So uh, what does that mean? What, that, that's, that, that's the approach, but how does that play out in the school? How do you apply that? Yeah, there's numerous ways. Each of those evidence-based uh, approaches have numerous ways, and, and second steps goes all the way up to, I think, from memory, year nine. Okay. So the strategies you'd use at year nine would be very different from, you know, the kindies. They're all lessons where there is an explicit social skilling of, mm-hmm. of young people and teaching them strategies. But explicit social skilling is actually the important thing. Finally, if students are experiencing bullying, what would you suggest to them? What is their pathway to seeking support? We've discussed yep. this with the psychologists that we had on, mm-hmm. but what would you also endorse? Look, um, there was some really interesting research that was released at the beginning of this year uh, that was conducted by the Australia Safe and Supportive Schools Communities and they got Professor Rigby to do a comprehensive review of the literature. One of the things I found really fascinating was that some of the young people that he talked with didn't see that um, reporting bullying was the teacher's business. I found that really curious and so I guess one of the things is, is that uh, bullying in schools is a teacher's business. They want to know about it and there are some things that they can do to uh, work with that young person and, and the person who's bullying. So I guess my message is to talk about it. Mm. Talk to your parents, talk to your teachers. Open communication. Absolutely. David, is there any further resources that you can recommend to listeners who may be experiencing bullying and are seeking support? If people are interested, um, if they could go, they could go to the Bullying No Way uh, website. Uh, that uh, actually has the ability for students to go in. There's a student area, there's a, a parent area, there's a teacher area. Um, the AFP has a great website called thinkyouknow.org.au. It has an area for students and parents, um, and that's got a very specific focus on cyberbullying. Um, I'd really encourage parents to have a look at the esafety.gov.au 
um, and that's the eSafety Commissioner. And there are some things, very practical things, that the eSafety Commissioner can support parents with in uh, dealing with cyberbullying. Um, there's lots of websites. There's a Stay Smart Online, which is another government website. Um, the Student Wellbeing Hub uh, has a lot of curriculum resources for teachers. And I'd also just add, too, that um, Headspace uh, Online and Kids uh, Help Online, too, is a really good place to connect, particularly Kids Helpline, if um, students are wanting to have a chat with somebody. Senior Manager Student Wellbeing uh, for the ACT Education Directorate, David Bromhead, thanks so much for joining us in the studio today and helping us put into perspective some of the issues and opportunities uh, in the ACT Education Directorate in relation to bullying. And I appreciate you're very busy, so thank you for your time and your insights. Thanks for joining us in the studio. No problems. Join us each weekday, 8.30 till 9am, for more local current affairs from a curious and informed gaze on Subject ACT. Or find us on SoundCloud, Facebook and Twitter at Subject ACT. You've been listening to People Powered Radio on Community Radio 2XXFM 98.3. My name is Becca Posterino, Executive Producer of the program. Enjoy your day.